This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. It'll never get old. This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Hey, Brock. Rebel Scum Podcast. Ooh, big Boom. time Rebel. Rebel Scum. Uh, I got to let you know, uh, Brock, that uh, Star Wars is dead. Star Wars and Saturday Night Live are both dead. Okay. I have a question. What time did you watch The Mandalorian Chapter 3 today? Uh, Like 6.30 this morning because I was watching it while I went for my run. So I had to work at 8. So On the treads. You watched it on the treadmill. Yeah. I don't like are watching you... stuff while I'm running. So you didn't watch it like outside with the phone in your hand. <laughs> Tripping over logs it's, and sidewalks. It's it's uh it's winter. It's cold. It's freaking freezing. All right, today was a nice day compared to the last two. I'll take it. We switched sides, Heidi, kicking out. Thanks for bringing that up. We did. I was gonna bring it up, but I was like, someone's gonna say something. So they always. It's so weird. Like people, it that just shows you how how everyone kind of there's a, a rhythm and routine, and people that's what people like, and they are. And, and you know that's what you come accustomed to, and you don't like change. People don't like change. Heidi does not like change. She said that many times. She's still upset that they've changed the course of Star Wars since the holiday special <laughs> aired in nineteen. <laughs> she saw it on TV for the first time. Um, Brock, how you doing? What? <laughs> how you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> you just broke up there, so I have no idea what you just said. Um, I am good. I had episode three of The Mandalorian this morning. Mandalorian. Uh, Book of Boba Fett this morning. Uh, uh, fantastic. Um, I didn't take notes. I should have taken notes. But I did my usual, like, watch it. And then, especially with running, it's like, okay, I got to watch the scene again. <laughs> Because I can't get all the details. Um, I loved it. Did you like it? Did you watch it? I also watched it on the treadmill because that's how we do things here. Where you can, the, what I like is we do a show about it the day of, but we both watch it on the treadmill where you can't really pay a hundred percent attention to it. So you know, I mm-hmm. also did not take notes. I've only had a chance to watch it once. I absolutely loved this episode. Yeah. Um, before I saw it, uh, Kicking Air, who's in the chat right now, sent me a text this morning. Spoiler alert, I know him off screen. And he said it was the best and worst episode all at the same time. That is what I woke up Hi. to was that text. Um, well, he could explain in the chat. I can't really put words in his mouth. <laughs> he just texted me saying you switched your sides. So thanks for that. I don't I think it was I think what it was was it was the best because it had a lot of the best content, but it was also um in kicking air's opinion the worst because it, it 
Um, well, I'll let, I'll let King Air say it for himself. But I think it was just like people are complaining that it was slow, and I guess it didn't. Uh, there wasn't a lot of action, I suppose. And I and Brock, I look, I'm 40. I've said I'm 40, um, I, and I, I, my least favorite parts of like the Marvel movies are are the endings now. And I'm just saying Marvel in general, like if action movies now is the ending when they try to go over the top. Right, and they try to like blow your mind away. Those are my least favorite parts. My favorite part is like, you know, Tony Stark having a conversation with his daughter. That's the stuff that I'm more interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, you know, and all with all due respect to the animators, you're just watching a bunch of like blobs fight each other for 20 minutes, it's just not exciting to me anymore. So for me, my favorite stuff is like when they're talking and like the huts show up, like, oh, they're animated, but they're having a conversation, there's something going on there. So that's mine. Um, so his, so this is kicking air said, uh, best storytelling, not a lot of action this episode, which there wasn't. And look, my least favorite episode of Hawkeye was the third episode. I believe it was when it was just bumper to bumper action. And I just was like, yeah, yeah. For me, what's the point of action? If there's no stakes, no one's dying in this episode. You know what I mean? Like Boba Fett and Finish are dying in episode three of Boba Fett. So for me, again, personal, and I understand people are coming from, it's just for me as a, uh, 40 year old. Man who's of the Star Wars before Star Wars was all action, Brock. I love this episode. What about you? I thought it was good. Uh, I liked that the flashback with the Tuscan Raiders was was short because I think it's like you can stir up each story, even though we know we're not done with that yet. Um, they're really pushing this idea that like. Uh, I didn't notice it till I listened to someone else talk about it, but definitely in this episode, they talk a lot about like how the uh, Tatooine is was an ocean at one point, right? Because um, mm-hmm. people are like, "How do the Tuscan Raiders have fires every night if there's no trees?" But like, they must find wood or whatever. Um, I, and I think that's cool. I heard that I was like, "Oh, right." So the whole vision he had, where he sees his young self. You see what we assume Camino, but like they're putting that crashing wave over top of the Dune Sea. I'm like, oh, so like, I feel like water's definitely going to play into this a lot. Uh, I, it was a bummer though to see all the Tuscan Raiders like massacred like that. So I was just like, oh gosh, what's happening? Um, but that wouldn't have been a bummer three weeks ago. Well, no, maybe, exactly. Well, well, I say that maybe before the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like, yeah, it was. I, I I've seen that complaint too that the 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 uh, flashback which is funny that people are complaining flashback was short when they're complaining about flash, flashbacks to begin with, but I, I still maintain that flashback is the story as as much as the mm-hmm. as the present day stuff is the story if we can call it, call it present day. My feeling on it though was it was the right amount for this episode because this episode was about X. And it was about, and really, I now I'm like this show seems to be about Boba Fett just going after the biker gang and the biker gang and their connections with Tatooine, which is all yeah. going to lead to the Pikes, which ultimately is going to lead to probably Kira. Maybe. Um, I like the fact that like the end of that flashback ended with Black Christian like ripping him out of the back to tank it's like yeah of course we stop having a flashback because he had other things to deal with at the time um i like i love the scene was really cool like 
I mean, for a character to, to come to life from the comics, it's it was fantastic. Um, uh, I like this biker gang thing. I liked Steven Root off the top. Like, that's You're awesome. Amazing. Like, you put a character actor like him, him in there, and you're like, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see him again. I love that the attendant oh. at the mayor's office came back. I don't think he said anything. <laughs> but, um... Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, we got a little bit more huts and they, and it's like, that scene was like, oh, yeah, they got Anakin. Yeah, fair. Uh, I was listening to, uh, Kevin Smith's, uh, Fat Man Beyond. They were talking about the first two episodes and they're like, wouldn't it be awesome if at some point he meets a tribe of Tuscan Raiders that know who Anakin Skywalker is because he massacred their (laughs) family. I'm like, oh man, that'd be kind of nice. Um, <laughs> sounds so weird. It'd be cool if they mentioned a massacre. Um, but I love uh, the twins uh, because we got a little bit more development there of like what exactly is going on. Even though we don't, we know even less, but we now know it's not possibly. They are probably not the big bads of this season. Um, which is cool because like we we're like, oh, they're the big bads last week. He was like, no. So I like when a show keeps us on our toes. Could be the Pikes. I don't know, uh, I don't but think I think they're the great villains. Uh, so what if the girl on the bike is Han and Kira's daughter? That's I don't crazy. Think so. talk. I will t- I, no, but I'll say this: I, I, I do think, um, and I could be completely wrong because it seems way too obvious. But you throw in the Pikes. The Pikes are in the Clone Wars, obviously, but they are in Solo, a Star Wars story, mm-hmm. and one of the characters that is with the Pikes in Solo is Kira, right? Mm. And Kira is now a crime boss because Darth Maul's dead, so she's the boss. They, you know, someone is working something. We don't know what. We don't know what's on Tatooine. Mm. We don't know what's wanted. But this could be a way to get Kira and Amelia Clark back into Star Wars, and it, and it would make sense. It's an established character, which is a lot easier than creating a new character. Because if they, like, the thing, you know, if they create, like, a new big bad, we'll be like, well, like like who kind of cares you know it's harder for them to create something new because now you know the problem with snoke in the sequels was palpatine right it was like well we've we've had palpatine like why do we need snoke because there's always that question so now they could do the same thing or they could bring in someone that we know exists and and with that it's kind of like when you remake a movie you don't need to do anything because you're like now that character exists. You already know that character because you watch a character here and you know that character took over Crimson Dawn because Darth Maul was there and you don't know that Darth Maul's dead because you don't watch cartoons. So Darth Maul's dead, go watch the cartoon. You know, they're not going to say it like that, but they're going to, you know, they could, it doesn't, they don't even have to mention Darth Maul, just like she's a new leader of Crimson Dawn mm-hmm. uh, and she's working with the Pikes and she, you know, she got to know about the Pikes and their spice running through the movie Solo. And then all of a sudden you get views on Solo. And they make a Solo series. I don't know. Stop it! They're I don't hate a solo it. I, you know, just as much as me, I want Kira to come back. And and just any that that whole world of that movie was great. But, like, I feel like the point of this series is to say something about Boba Fett. Obviously, he's the main character. But, like, I don't know. We're halfway through and we're still not quite sure where he's going. Like, I think next episode 
I mean, I can say this about every episode from the next like five weeks. Like, I think the next one will give us more answers. Um, I think it's going to be about ultimately about Boba Fett trying to bring peace to Tatooine and the people of Tatooine. Oh, for sure. But like, why? Why all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Like, what what in him changed? Is it the Sarlacc pit? Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's definitely looking to bring like a normal. I think, especially this episode, because what does he say to he black says says to Black K is like don't get don't trust the slugs or something like that. So he's definitely like he's blaming Jabba for ending up in the Sarlacc pit and not being saved. Or can you blame Jabba if he blew up? Like, I I think it it, very easily he's just like, well, if I was the huts, I wouldn't have whatever. I think there's there's some kind of epiphany that we're going to see him either get to in a flashback or he's going to explain it to somebody of like why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, but you know, I you can't hate like he's slowly building his gang. Like what did you think of the biking biker gang? I love the biker gang. Mm-hmm. Um I saw um I actually love them, and I, I tweeted out that it looked like they came right out of George Lucas's brain. Like, I feel like if jo- that George Lucas would make that. If you don't believe me, watch Attack of the Clones, Dexter's Diner, straight out of American Graffiti. That is 100% what mm-hmm. George Lucas likes and what he would have done. Uh, Kicking Air tweeted that that uh, he thought it looked like the neutrinos from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I love it. Look, man, they're on bikes. They're running. I'm all in on it. What did you think of them? I loved it. It's, um, I think they're the perfect. They don't even have to have like some kind of like underworld empire. Just the fact that they're like, they're like the huts in a sense where they're like, they're just a race. Doesn't really care. They get what, what they want to do when they want to do it and they'll do whatever that takes. So it's like, <laughs> Well, I think it's, uh, I know, like, we see Spice for the first time, I think, in live action and second episode. He's like, what does Spice look like? And then they like that. Uh, I like in this episode, there's similar, like, it's like, well, we were under the protection of this gang. It's like, they don't own the Sands, we own the Sands. Like, oh, do you? And then they come, like, I love, I, I love that. It's like, I think this flashback is showing Boba Fett, even though he shouldn't because he's a bounty hunter, like how the underworld works. I feel like that's what the whole point of the flashbacks are. Uh, so that like, even though he looks like he's flailing in the current storyline, it's like, no, no, this is all my plan. Like, I, I think we all can agree, like episode seven or eight, where he's going to be like, this was all my plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to adjust. Uh, the real red five is saying good episode, except for the spy kids speeder bikes, which we and I both just said that we really liked. I want you, real red five, to just write down why you didn't like them. Uh, because I, I thought they were fun, like they were in it for a chase scene, it was fun. I liked the way they looked, I was into the design of them. I yeah. and I, I have to also, I have to confess that I love cyborgs. My favorite Superman is Cyborg Superman. Um, which is the stupidest thing I think I've ever said on this show, and I've said a lot of stupid things. But when he, when 
Sue Man died, I've said this. I used to go to the comic shop every time they released Funeral Wolf, and the Cyborg Superman was my. I wanted to be Cyborg Superman for for Halloween that year, but I couldn't. I'm not a cosplayer, and I wasn't when I was like 10 or 11, so I couldn't figure out how to make myself look like Cyborg Superman. But I love Cyborg, so when they said these are all Cyborgs, I was like, ooh, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, that's interesting. I hope they delve into that. Uh, the bike design i'm like yeah why not if you're gonna redesign yourself why not redesign uh speeder bikes though i will say this it was a good chase but by the end it didn't feel like they were going fast enough does that make sense (laughs) like when she does that jump it just like but i don't know i i I still like it well i mean how fast can those cars go and um I, I, the chase, yeah, I was fine with the chase, but it, it was, yeah, it was definitely slow. So, Real Life 5 says it's too clean and shiny on a sand planet. Well, they might have just, yeah, okay, it. fair. Especially since, like, they had to steal water. <laughs> Ooh, good point. You know what, Real Life 5, I'm banning you from the channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, we could afford to ban anyone. I just, <laughs> I gotta pay bots in China to watch us. That's how we're doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, good point. Good point. I, uh, but again, I think that's I honestly think George Lucas would have that would have been right, right out of George Lucas's playbook. <laughs> no, we get any those characters' names though. I don't think so. And they're no, we'll, they're get, a, the, we'll get a book. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> they're not in the credits though. Names are in the actual credits of the end, but it doesn't like not in the later credits. That I always check out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I loved it, but it's not above like, oh, well, if that's the case, then why don't you work for me? And then they see like they respect that that like at the second that he's getting attacked, they jump in immediately, even though they're like, you know, I, it is it is interesting. Their costumes are interesting, like especially the one guy is wearing like a full suit, and then the the one dude with the like really big cyborg eye, like the like yeah, it looks like Deadshot. Um, his is kind of like very nice looking too, which is funny because they they they're on a desert planet. Why are they wearing such finery? But I I feel like we'll know a little bit more about who. It's like why. Why did a bounty hunter with a helmet always keep his helmet on? It's because Boba Fett looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, these, these kids look like they were from like an eighties, like mm-hmm. Beyond Thunderdome type movie, right? Like yeah. I, I was found that again because that aesthetic, aesthetic of Star Wars that that lived in feel aside from the clean, <laughs> the clean bikes. They're just like the fancy kids in Hook uh, and the Lost Boys. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh rancor now we have a rancor uh that's kind of cool i was sort of like hmm do we need like after all the constant mention of a rancor does it have to be in the third one and of course it's like i want to ride it i'm like oh that was one of the things i was gonna say that's why i made a mental note i was like i ride i rode things i'm like like in your first appearance in the holiday special (laughs) that weird dinosaur thing (laughs) Heidi um, Heidi lost her mind on that reference. Yeah. So uh I'm like, yeah, that'll be sweet. Uh if he does, well, we assume he's gonna ride that. It's getting to a point where it's like, is there a little too much fan service in this? Like, do we have to have Java's Palace with a Rancor? Like 
I liked it though because it was a gift from the huts, and that like is a yeah. hut thing, right? Like it was like the huts have that, and that's their gift. So I, and they knew there wasn't a rancor in there. Yeah. So, but I also, I don't know. I got this sense that there's some a dark vibe to that rancor, and mm-hmm. that rancor is not going to be playing nice with both. No, yeah, Danny Trejo's Danny Tre- up to something. You can't trust Danny. <laughs> Danny Trejo showing up in Star Wars, nerding out about it on Twitter as well. Very, that was awesome nice. to see. I, yeah, he's per- perfectly cast for a Rancor owner, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, I'm like, yeah, no, Danny Trejo makes complete sense. Absolutely, yeah. let's do it. No, I see. So that's where I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, when I get the fan service in it, I'm, I'm, I'm into, like, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, it reminds me more of like Rebels <laughs> fan service where they would mm. like remember that and actually we got a rebels reference with that fruit right the uh the nipple fruit was in this that's in Re- rebels as well oh yeah the um yeah muli 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 yeah i've been waiting for the uh for the I, like there's like there was the first two episodes i'm like is that like in rebels oh god it's uh <laughs> Mal- oh, i'll figure it out anyways but yeah um uh oh and here's the thing I, we haven't talked about once like i don't think i i'm i know for a fact because i talked to the dop on batman beyond they shot a lot of stuff outside obviously like any of the day shots of them in the desert was live but we haven't talked about the volume at any point in the last three three episodes it's like oh yeah some of this is not real like that still blows my mind that like they shoot this stuff in an led studio and it looks real i'm like yeah no they're in tunisia right now like no why would they be in tunisia what did he just check similar though the the mayor's lizard. sorry brock my internet <clears throat> pooped out so you were talking i did that before i even know you were talking and it just it just my internet's not doing very well today i'm oh, okay apologizing <laughs> for for that look the volume every time i see a shot i just assume it's fake everything mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like that's not even an actor that's just in the volume that's how i am now i just assume everything is fake who this was uh that, anyway that's that's just that's just how i am i will say this though this episode was directed by robert rodriguez who directed mm-hmm. episode one and an episode of mandalorian season two and of course, did the Spy Kids movie, which the Real Red Five alluded to with the speaker, which made a lot of sense. I, I thought um, of the three episodes Rodriguez has done for Star Wars, this was his strongest. Um, I actually do believe because when I was watching, I was like, "This is right." Like when Danny Trejo showed up, I'm like, "Oh, I guess this is Rodriguez." But the the first episode and the one that he did, you could kind of tell there were some things in there that I wasn't too crazy about that he did. This one though, I was just like, "Ooh, man!" He I thought he upped his ante as a star Wars director in this one, for sure. It was definitely on par with uh, Deborah Chow and last week's uh, Steph Green as well. Um, and uh, Rick, Femme, I can't say his last name, but he's my favorite. He's my favorite of them all. Bryce Dallas Howard is coming up to direct, but I don't know. Did, did you notice the directing in this episode? Which I think if you no. didn't, it would be a compliment. No. <laughs> I mean, Danny Trejo being in, I'm like, this, like <laughs> Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez probably dark. I didn't even read the credits for that part. Um, no, I don't, I, I don't find there a huge difference between one episode to the other. Like, I'll, like, 
that one episode I like, I like, oh, who directed this? Oh, um, but I couldn't really tell you the difference, quite frankly. I mean, I think it's more or less typically the same DOP, but like, I'm not getting any from every episode, but that's just me. Um, no, no, and that's that's how it should be. Like, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you shouldn't, I don't know, a show like as, it's Star Wars, I shouldn't say mm-hmm. a show like this, I should say Star Wars in general. You mm-hmm. shouldn't watch Star Wars at this current climate of Star Wars and say, oh, that was really different. Like, star, it needs to just be Star Wars, right? We need to watch it. Like, the, the DLP needs to light it the same as the every other episode we've watched. Look, the Acolyte yeah. can be different. The Acolyte can be completely different. Obi-Wan probably shouldn't be, and I think Deborah Chow in there is smart for that. And or kind of like a little bit different, but not quite. But the accolade of all the things that have been announced is the only one that I think is a, can have the freedom to kind of be its own thing, and you can notice the different appeal, like look to it, like it, like these these show these shows can't go handheld all of a sudden and be like ah oh, born identity, yeah. you know, like then you'll be like oh, well, that's not that's Star interesting Wars. that you, Star Wars has that, an aesthetic. That's interesting that you mentioned that because. Uh... Uh, they inter- they interviewed Dave Klein, who shot Clerks, <laughs> and now is shooting Mandalorian yeah. and <laughs> and uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, he said they do a lot of previs, like this is what my idea is or whatever. But like the first question they always ask is shoot this, and he relayed that to the point. Like I think usually if there's a group of Banthas, at least one of them is an actual like puppeteered bantha and then the rest are like cg but they always like he pointed out like it's like it has to look like george so it's like i don't disagree with you like the acolyte could get a little bit more artistic in how you direct it but like i mean depending on what leslie headland wants to do like i'm curious like because we've had mando and we've had boba fett we haven't really had anything that came out to my knowledge live action on disney plus that hasn't been helmed by favreau so like i guess obi-wan will be the first one or depending on if it's andor or obi-wan first yeah so that's the thing that that, like andor won't be but and and obi-wan won't be either however the deborah chow connection i think is Mm -hmm. just too strong like i think good point you know because because whenever you see john favreau is like oh i learned from feige i learned from feige right and chow's gonna be like i learned from favreau like not as you know like she's whatever but you know what i mean like it's going to be like mm-hmm. i learned the st- this from that and i think he takes so i think even though he won't be connected to it he kind of force ghost will be in a lot of ways whereas andor yeah I, yeah who knows but andor andor has to look like rogue one which mandalorian and boba fett i would argue do kind of look like rogue one anyway so i think you've got to kind of live in that world there i think but what do i know yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's a good question. I'm excited to find out because it's like I I uh I was looking at something and it was like an oh no I just get Google alerts news on the random things I search so I get a lot of like video games and Star Wars and movies. There was uh, an article about oh shoot what was it about I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, it was like what we know about Obi stuff, and no, it was just like another clickbait where it's like it's gonna come out 
sometime in 2022. I'm like, great. This is all things that I could Google <laughs> and not even read an article. Google would just give me the, the snippet I need to read. Um, but yeah, like I'm psyched for one. Um, Absolutely. I think There's we're going to get, like I think they're going to play it like they did with Book of Boba Fett. And when Boba Fett ends, we'll get, we'll get a teaser for Obi-Wan of some sort at the end of Book of Boba Fett, that episode. And I think Andor is after Obi-Wan. I could be wrong. I have no idea. This is, I just think yeah, the Boba, bro, that Boba Fett announcement at the end of Mandalorian, how, per, like, you couldn't, that mm. was just the best thing they could have done. Like, it was, it was great. It worked in every aspect. So, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I would, you know, it's kind of like when um, Star Wars stole the uh, the Marvel thing of <clears throat> announcing the Endgame title in the trailer, and they announced the Rise of Skywalker. Do it again, man. If it works, do it. Yeah. So we and look, they have us. We're good. We're already going to watch Obi Wan. They don't need to sell you and I Obi Wan Kenobi. So that trailer doesn't matter when it drops, right? So um, I think that's when we're going to get it, though, is at the end of the season. And then I think it's going to start sometime in uh, early spring, and it'll end. And then a few weeks later, or right after, we'll get Cassie and Andor. Yeah, I believe so, because they're still shooting Mandalorian, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so there's feel... rumors that it's been that's been halted for COVID, but apparently that is all false. They are still going strong. New rumor dropped today, though, Brock. New rumor dropped. Don't know if you heard this mm. rumor. Did you hear this rumor? Bo Katan spinoff show coming. Mm. The hashtag show and uh, has has kind of revealed that that is a rumor right now. But apparently, and this kind of made me believe it a little bit. As the hashtag show is pretty good, they've been pretty accurate with stuff. But apparently Bo-Katan was going to be a huge player in the Rangers of the New Republic show. Mm. That's the that's what they said. So maybe the Bo-Katan show has been, or the Rangers of the New Republic show has been reconfigured mm. to be like a Bo-Katan heavy show instead. I don't know. Again, though, I'm all for it because that has the makings of Favreau and Filoni. And right now, if Favreau and Filoni are connected to Star Wars, this is why I get excited, Brock. Not because I think it's going to be good. Not because I've liked what we've seen from them already, but because we have seen stuff from them before. <laughs> like, it's almost like if they announce it, if they're attached to it, we're guaranteed getting it. Everything else, I can't trust right now. But if you tell me John Favreau is, is the guy doing this, I'm like, okay, this I can get excited for because I know he will see us through. Yeah. <laughs> um... I I don't hate a Bo Katan led project, but it's just like, how many more things are we gonna do where the lead character has a Mandalorian helmet or is Mandalorian? All like, of them. It's sort of like, how many times can you like? I'm all for like many projects, and then Mandal a Mandalorian or the Mandalorian or Boba Fett or whatever show up, but like. I think it's like the Mandalorian has to define if like the man the Mandalorian people an effective group again. Not that they weren't, but you know what I mean? Like it's just like that's always been the running story of like, oh, they used to be a huge society and slowly they got diminished. So it's like if a Mandalorian finishes or sets up that like now the Mandalorian people have their own planet again, I'm like, 
okay. But if it's still a search to make these people into something, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, excellent actress, however you want to say it. So that's where I'm like, yeah, give her a show. She's awesome. Like, <laughs> she's been she's been there since Clone Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, since Clone Wars. So it's like, she's a company woman. She's in she's in it for the long run. So give her her time. How many times are there going to be Jedi? What is that? I think mean? that's Heidi's counter to your. How many times are you going to get Mandalorian masks? Um, I think the Mandalorian is now just uh, that's just an aesthetic, a look of Star Wars. Now I don't even think it means Mandalorian anymore. I think it's just like this is what Star Wars looks like now. And that's I yeah, uh, I mean yeah, three episodes and no lightsabers. Or yeah, but we. But season one of Mandalorian, we didn't get a lightsaber until the very, very, very last second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we got huts. But no talk of the Force, right? No, not once, which is... So, I don't know. Not that that meant a huge difference, but yeah, you're right. Like, Well, I mean, you know, we've had this talk. We used to have this talk years ago. We said, what makes Star Wars Star? What Mm. I used to always say to you, because you're a huge fan of Valerian, which I still haven't seen. But I used to say, what separates Valerian from Star Wars? And I think these shows are kind of showing us what it is. I don't know what it is because I haven't seen Valerian. But there's definitely something. There's something about Star Wars that makes it Star Wars and something about that that makes it that. And I don't know. You've seen it, so you could probably think about it over the next week or so. Uh, we do. <laughs> you know what the difference yeah, between the Valerian and Star Wars is? One is good, one is Valerian. <laughs> but you like Valerian. I I was like, yeah, this looks good. The story is like, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So uh, can anybody? Find, this is from Real Red Five, who still hates the speeder bikes that I just pre-ordered. A black seat. I'm just joking. <laughs> Real Red Five has not made me question my like of the speeder bike. Can anybody ever fathom that Johnny Favs and Filoni changed the mythology of the Sand People the way they are? And I think that is uh, they did it well. They did it well though. Like because we said this earlier, I think before Red Five was on on here, where we're like three weeks ago, a month ago, we wouldn't like, like Sand People die. You're like, eh, Sand People are dead. Whatever. And they can kill them. Like, eh, they can kill them. Yeah. Whatever. Now it's like. Now, like they were personalities, right? They were people. They humanized the sand people mm-hmm. uh, in, in a great way. And I thought it was, um, I no, I never, I didn't think we were getting that at all, in a, especially not in a Boba Fett show. But here we are, we got it. And um, I gotta tell you, Brock, I have those three elite series Boba Fett's the one without the cape, the one with the cape, and the white one, and his um, slave one, which won't be called that for much longer, I don't think. All those die casts right there looking at me, and I'm like, damn. I'm really happy I got those now because at the time I was like, yeah, Boba Fett, don't really like him. Now Boba Fett might be uh, one of my favorite <laughs> Star Wars characters. Um, I think like Bo- Book of Boba Fett really points out like what Favreau likes. <laughs> 100%. It's sort of like I think a lot of people are going to talk about this show is like, oh, this is everything that you thought of when and like and it depends on how close they get to what your thoughts are like it's like i like the sarlacc pit but i've heard people say the sarlacc pit like how he gets out the explanation i'm like yeah that's perfect i was like perfect we don't need to know more it's a monster that digests you over a thousand years 
that was that's a all we need to know. Like the only thing I want to know is like, did he lose his hair prior to the Sarlacc pit, or is that because of the Sarlacc pit? Like that's all I know because I think that's a really interesting detail. It doesn't change anything for me, but uh, yeah. Uh, but I've heard people say it's like, oh, there could be more. I'm like, but I, they that person I can't remember who I heard it was like. But that's because when I was a kid, I expected it to be this. And it's like, I think Favre's just like, eh, you're making whatever. I, 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 we assume everything that happened is John Favre says, yes, you can do that. But I, I don't think he's a person that like stifles creativity. So but what would George do? <laughs> I, don't think, I, I, think, I don't think George Lucas would have brought both. Well, he might have. But I, I think... For me, Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit was more of a formality in that first episode. Mm. Like they're like, because ha- you have to get him out of there. You can't not get him out of there. And really, whoever you heard say that, who cares? Like he got out of it. it was, like it, it was inconsequential because all he needed to get out. Mm. There's no way he can get it. Like based on what you heard from Return of the Jedi, you can't get out of it. But they got him out of it. But not only did they get him out of it, they created an entire storyline based on him being digested by a beast. Like he was so injured, digested by the beast. He had no, uh, you know, he got his clothing ripped apart, taken off from him by Jawas. He got taken in by some people as a prisoner. But because he's, he's Boba Fett, he was able to kind of become one with this tribe. I, I don't know. I, I For me, I thought the getting out of the Sarlacc was perfect because it was, I didn't care. I always thought Boba Fett was dead. Like I know for me, I was always like, he died. He's not coming mm-hmm. back. Like I never, I didn't want him to come back. I didn't care if he came back. His story was done. I was fine with it being done. I had moved on. I I start. I used his gun in Battlefront because I did enjoy his gun, um, but I, I didn't really care. Like Boba Fett wasn't my guy. And then they did the show, and and. I, I, what you were saying about John Favreau doing what he wants, it really reminds me it's, it's freaking George Lucas. George yeah. is like, ah, Jangle Fett. Yeah, yeah, Jangle Fett. Like, he's just yeah. like, he's gonna, uh, Dexter has a diner. That reminds me of when I made American Graffiti because that's what they want to do and that's what creators do. And I don't think you can argue the love and respect that John Favreau has for this franchise and, and um, the way he's treating it. And Heidi mentioned earlier that car chase scene, as slow as it might have been, all the little, the little Easter eggs that were in there, you know, it, it was just little things that made you say, "Oh yeah, they were in that Star Wars world." Awesome, I'm happy to be here. Goodbye. You know, I'm gonna give this episode of this podcast no, yeah, episode three. I'm gonna probably. I think it is my favorite so far because it's sort of like okay, it's it, it doesn't like do anything crazy spec spectacular, but it's engaging enough, right? So, but I'm gonna hold back on if this is my favorite, obviously, of the whole series because we haven't watched it yet. What did you think? You, I think you already said it. Like, it's been, every episode, and I mean this genuinely, is every episode has been my favorite episode because I feel like it's. It's building. It's mm-hmm. not like Mandalorian, especially the second season, where it was like, pit stop, let's go here. Pit stop, let's go here. This one feels like it's a story that is growing. And I, I don't know. I just appreciate that, that it's like, 
this is where we're beginning. This is where we're going. And this it's just a journey. It is the book of Boba Fett. It is this journey of this character. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Disney does these favorite episodes uh, uh, tie between one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> and Hogs Holocons uh, say, thanks for keeping it light. Hee <laughs> hee. Um, but um, I, I think they, they, look, they've all been my favorite every time I watch them. And I think, and that is more just because they are growing and each episode is becoming something else. When it's all said and done, Brock, maybe I'll pick maybe one. It won't be in order. But right now, each episode to me seems to be expanding on the one that we just got. And I'm liking it just a touch more as we go along. Yeah, I wait. Uh, I, it. It it makes me sad that there's only four more, five more episodes. Five more, yeah. Eight, right? Um, what I will say to change the subject slightly is talking about universe building and a plan. Come on down to the High Republic. I am now pretty well, almost completed reading the books that are out so far. Um, I'm a about to start the new Claudia Gray book, which I believe is the last like adult yeah, fiction days. one, but uh, of this phase, the Jedi. I've read all the kids' books. I've read Test of Courage. I've read Into the Dark, which is the YA. The I've read Rising Storm, which is the second adult one by Kevin Scott. I've read Rast- Race to Cash- Crash Point, the young readers. I uh, have uh, Out of the Shadows I just finished, which is the second YA novel. And yeah, so then after that is there's a, uh, I think it's called like Midnight Star or something like that. And then um, or maybe Midnight in YA and then uh, Fallen Star, which is the new Claudia Gray that just came out. Um, this thing is fantastic. The comics too. I got my hands on some of the comics, the IDW and the Marvel. It's 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 exactly what you want. It's it's legit the EU of the nineties. Like it's, I don't want to say perfect because like that's a lot to say. But like stuff happens in the comics and then gets referenced. Oh yeah, there's a guy that you know has a Millennium Falcon. That stuff like that. Like events happen in the comic that you can't else you have to read the comic and it doesn't it doesn't get you're not like confused it's just like oh the huts are fighting with the uh, fighting alongside the jedi for the drenger that all happens in comics i'm like whoa (laughs) it works it works so if i hadn't read the comics i'm not no and it's crazy like avar chris who is like the the female jedi you see on the cover of light of the jedi is pretty prominent in the first book. She exists only in the comics after that point. She gets referenced and occasionally she like does a hollow call in for like two or three pages, but she's not the main. Like they've woven a tapestry of like interesting characters that like maybe get seen in the first one and then slowly come up or like get introduced later on. And, and it just works so well. And like, Characters that are in the young readers and then YA and then adult and they work together but are different in the sake of like how you write like, you know, how you would write the adult novel or fi- the regular fiction. Let's just call it that 
in person to YA is it's the same character, but like written so that the reader, if they are age appropriate or whatever, I like <laughs> sounds ridiculous, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, Bobby, the Jedi talks a certain way in young readers than he does in the, the regular fiction, but the character is still the same. Fan fantastic fantastic stuff i don't think i'm not going to tell anyone to be like go read everything you could just read the regular fiction and just be fine like the nile are a perfect villain the jedi are like very very interesting and deserve like some kind of cartoon some kind of live action which the acolytes we're getting but we do know it's further in future and possibly this second phase might jump 50 years, which could make a little bit more sense with how the Acolyte's going to work. But yeah, I can't... Yeah. High Republic is some interesting, interesting stuff there. And then they have these Drengear, which are like plant monsters from the dark side that like nobody knows how to... And at the base of it, it's all a story about hyperspace lines. <laughs> they talk about hyperspace constantly so anyways if any if you're like always like it's a good story it works in star wars but it's also like how does this work and then you realize that like the star wars we see in phantom menace and then the original trilogies isn't that or like it's it's a like what they do is has been figured out in the last like hundred years so it's like wow that's really interesting so yeah, uh, sorry to completely change the subject. High Republic, wow. <laughs> uh, one day I will read it. You keep saying it does sound. Um, I, I think, as someone who hasn't read it, who just understands like what they're doing with it, I thought it was the smartest move they had. Was go go back in time, and. Uh, I've said this so many times, but just don't have any handcuffs on. Just let the writers do yeah. what they do. Because when we read all those books, you know, like uh, be previous, before they started this, you could always tell they were holding back. Like all these stories were holding back. And I like, stop holding back, man. Just do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And now they have a chance to do what they want to do as a group. And uh, it's it's exciting. And I will read it one day. But as you know, I don't like Star Wars. I, I don't know if I like this idea of the next phase possibly jumping 50 years into the future or 50 years into the past because I like like you could just stick with these characters and keep going. But uh, uh, it would make sense with how they're going to get to the Acolyte. And hyperspace specifically is a main issue because like the opening story is a ship blows up in hyperspace and then all the parts sent out into hyperspace so that they just emerge in random places and are causing like huge catastrophes so that's like the main focus but as you continue through the stories that they have so far there's a lot of talk of how they're going to control hyperspace and like i don't like uh the santeca clan it, uh, that's not really a secret that was announced pretty quickly are like a prominent like hyperspace like their family started as the people that would plot all the hyperspace uh lanes and now they're they're like industrialists they're they 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 own like it's there's so much mention of it you're like wow it's sort of like you know dune is a great movie where it's like it's about like the chosen one and you know saving saving the people 
about uh, trade. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like that. Um, yeah. Any if you if if they put anything on Disney Plus hyper like uh, hyperspace high republic wise, I can't more than enough. Like we gotta watch it. Gotta watch it's cool. Do you think that would take away from the books? No, no. I think the, they have a. They actually have like a what would we a story crew a story group that is in such control of it. It's like okay, this is what exists. Go work with it. But who knows? I don't know. I mean, they seem open to it. They're letting the acolyte happen. We think. The question I don't understand is they they figured this out with the books and like I just said I I I haven't read them but I love the idea mm-hmm. of it the concept of what they're doing, not the story necessarily. Well, I like whatever, but like the writers and they're all like they have that room and they all write like why aren't they doing that with the movies? Sorry, ask that question again. Why aren't they doing this with the movies? Why don't they have? Like a group of writers and directors in a room being like, we're doing, we're going to do five star, six, whatever Star Wars movies. Go, go in your room, put it together, and let's get, that's what it should be, really. But for some know. reason, they're afraid to do that. Instead, they're going to be like, ah, Patty Jenkins. They're just like picking names out of it. They're like, oh, who had a hit movie last week? Gareth, Godzilla did well. Gareth Edwards, come on. Patty Jenkins, you're in. Tiger yeah. White TV, you voiced the robot, you're in. Let's do it. Like it, it's just like, but uh, Rogue Squadron. I, again, I, I if I ever get to see it, that's great. But at the same time, what makes me more excited about that than watching Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian or Bo Katan or Ahsoka or you know what I mean? Like it's just like I don't know, man. I just they have a good thing going, like you said. Um, the stories apparently are good, from what you're saying. Uh, it's a fun read on every level, so why why wouldn't they just uh, do that? But with movies, and then even maybe Disney Plus, just do like a whole thing, right? Like, but anyway, do you want to move on to yeah. the odds while we're still yeah, let's uh, do young? It. While we're still young, we can we'll go to the odds. Bam! Possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. Ever, you never tell me the odds. If you tell me the odds, it's bad. Never tell me the odds brought to oh, you and me by patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, go on down to Hem- Hamilton Co Factory. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'm slash rebel scum podcast and support us. That would be great. And that's why we always love our loyal loyal patrons that we always shout them out Patreon. where's the email executive i'm not even on it but i know where to start executive producer heidi fetter barry brophy dennis allen randy kenobi mary kristen aton jeff wilson phil stanaforth scott d josh price matt w grez <laughs> frank perkins neil lowry d raven spencer Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Disney Desi. That's why they call CEO Bob Paycheck. That's what she just said in the chat as I'm saying her name. Charlotte, <laughs> Kayla Davis, Girls and Savers, and the Dananans. Also, if you love Disney theme parks, uh, just talk to Disney Desi right now. She has all the inside scoops on where you can get the best Dole Whip. 
Dole Whip. Oh. Yeah, she posted a Dole Whip the other day, Brock, maybe a week ago. I don't know. Time means nothing to me anymore. And I said, I missed out. You recommended it like more than you just did the High Republic. Like you sold yeah. Dole Whip. But then I saw a Sleepy Hollow, um, like coffee shop or something. So I had to get a churro ice cream sandwich from there. So I didn't do the Dole Whip. I did the churro sandwich. She said that was also a good choice, but she's a huge advocate of the Dole Whip as well. One day I'll try it if COVID ever stops. Thanks, Patreon. It's like, I don't know if they'll ever like allow Dole Whip to be sold outside of the parks. I think maybe Disney Springs might have had it at one point. But uh, I think they need to lock that down. Keep it in the parks because it's like <laughs> yes. it's, it's magic when you're there. I'm gonna visit. I'm gonna have a Dole Whip. That's my that's my go to because <laughs> it's in Frontierland. I believe you said right. You had to go to like Frontierland. Uh, it's in I could be wrong. a bunch of Disney different places. Like uh, the main ones, like near the Tiki Hut in the. I forget. Yeah. I, Disney Desi will correct me on this. Wherever the Agrabah part is, which I think is like beside Frontierland, it's the same idea. Adventureland, um, Adventureland. Oh, Dole Whip at the Dole Plantation on Hawaii. Oh, that's cool. But they still have to go. Adventureland, thank you. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can get it in Animal Kingdom as well. Pretty sure I saw it. I don't know if I got there. But yeah, uh, we watch all the Disney. Want to call them? And it's like they show all the new. I think there's like. There's like a new kind of Dole Whip every like couple months, and you're like, ah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> One day, okay. Never tell me the odds. I do my Dole Whip. Dole Whip. <laughs> Can you imagine Dole Whip sponsors us? Oh my god! Shipments of it to our house. I, I think it would be great. I don't know. I've never tried it. All right. Uh, the Rancor is going to attack Boba Fett. Brock. What are the odds that the Rancor attacks Ooh. Boba Fett? <sighs> I, as much as we want to see him ride that thing, uh, there's something going on. I'm going to go 70. I'm, I'm going to go, go 70, 75. Yeah, no, you were talking, your audio cut out when you said 70. That's what happened. Yeah. So I figured I'm going to go 73.4597. Uh, because mm. yeah, I think he's gotta he's gotta fight it, but he won't kill it. He'll save it, and then he'll ride it. And the finale will be yeah. him riding it, and that's uh, how he's gonna finally take out the mayor. Because the mayor is the big bad of this. Every <laughs> um, time of the odds, the rancor will actually. So I just said this. The rancor is actually gonna be the one who saves the day. Brock, will the rancor save the day? Yes. It'll be like. It's like on like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, when they have a giant and it does something, but it doesn't really do like the life changing thing. It'll be like the moment they need a rescue that 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 rancor is going to come in for some reason. Um, but I'm going to say eighty three percent. Were you were you at all hoping that that when he's like, oh, he needs a name, and then. Danny Trejo would be like, his name is Moochie. <laughs> I was waiting for this. He's Moochie Jr. I was kind of hoping. Uh, Dole Whip is pineapple ice cream. The most blunt term you can oh. do for it at all. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 74% on that one because uh, I believe it's going to happen. Why not? 
Why, why not? And our final odd, this was the odd last week, and then you interjected with your own odd. you have your own odd this week? Mm -hmm. No. You do? No. No. Uh, Cad Bane will, adhere, will appear during the final episode. Will Cad Bane appear during the final <laughs> Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Fight Club. Uh, I'm gonna go 50 50 full Brock on this one because I really don't know. Uh, but I like it, sure. Um, I'm gonna go 50 50 on this as well. Full Brock, full Brocking on it. Let us know your odds in the comments below. Would you also go full Brock on it? Like, we would uh, maybe. Why not? We don't know what's happening. Something big is coming. Maybe not. Maybe maybe nothing big, Brock, is coming in this show at all. And it's mm -hmm. just going to like kind of stay the course. And it's just going to be a fine show. And it's going to end. You're like, that was nice. Yeah, that was a nice show. And then it ends and that's it. I'm okay with that, too. Um, that's how I felt about Hawkeye. It kind of came when you're like, that was nice. I liked it. All right, top five. Top five. Top five, top five characters. Top five characters the mayor could possibly 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 be working with top five characters the mayor could be working with brock are you ready for this number five cad bane i'm ready for like are you ready for this like taylor swift um i am I uh my number oh, five wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two full Brock. Has this ever happened? Has this ever happened before? I don't know. We'll have to check the tape. Let's check the <laughs> tape, Brock. Kathleen Kennedy was just fired. Kathleen She's Kennedy. fired. Put it on the board. Boom. <laughs> uh, um, number my number five. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just the sweetest? It's like Andrew. Andrew it's like <laughs> just a dude dressed like himself, not dressed. Yeah. Like appropriate for the universe it's just him walking in <laughs> it turns out like anytime he's been on the show and that the same old setup of like he, his family room with the table in the background it's like it's all the volume they spend a million dollars to recreate his family room um you want me to go first or do you want to go first? so what's your number five I did Cad Bane. I did Cad Bane. Oh, Cad Bane. Okay. My number five is Nile because, or the Nihil. Not quite sure how to pronounce it, even though I've read five books. Uh, only because all the speeder bike gang is made out of like cyborg, cybernetic stuff, which isn't what they are, but like it just made me think of them I'm like, yeah, them. They'd be a great villains. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. Ooh, that would be fun. Fun little twist. Um, my number four, da, 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 the client from the Mandalorian. Oh, probably not gonna happen, and I don't even know if I want it to happen. But uh, I like the client, so uh, bring in the client. I I want to see the baby. <laughs> we all do. We all want to see the baby. Imagine Grogu <laughs> is a big bad. The mayor's working for Grogu. <laughs> bring me all your rat. Uh, bring me all. Your uh, we call those things frogs. <laughs> uh, my number four is going to be Prince Zizor and the Black Sun because <laughs> I'm like, who are the gangs in this yeah, in Star Wars? Yeah, 
Yeah, Shizu's not on my list, but I 100% want Shizu to be on it. But Shizu's not on my list because number three, Brock, Hondo! Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Makes no sense, and it doesn't have to make sense. I just want Hondo on the show. (laughs) My number three is going to be the huts. It's all all a trap. (laughs) It's the huts the whole time. Yeah, I'm in. My number two is the uh, the Grand Admiral himself, self Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm. being the big bad working with the mayor. Kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't know if it does, but if you're going to connect all these shows together, it kind of makes sense. Hmm. Uh, was that your number two? Yep. Oh, Pauline. Okay. Hold on. Pauline's got one for you, Brock. Bosk. Yeah, I mean, they keep showing us Trandoshans. I'm like, just, he doesn't have to be in the show, just reference him. Uh, my number three, or my number two is going to be the Pikes. I do like, I kind of like where they're going with it. I don't know if they're up to something. I think they're just using Tatooine to push Spice, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we know you've been on all the rides at Galaxy's Edge, Disney Desi. Relax. Check out our ranking Star Wars where she shows up and uh, puts us all in our place. But also, her ranking was completely wrong. <laughs> she just she said earlier that she loved Solo, a Star Wars story, but she had that last on her list. So, in fairness, she had um, 10 of the 11 live-action films last on her list. Uh, my number one, Brock, is Kira. Just bring on Kira. It's Crimson Dawn. Yep. Yeah, Crimson Dawn. It's got, that's who it's got to be. We got to do it. Uh, Yeah, like... Yeah, just do it. Just do it. I don't know. Um, Someone's got to. I want to dive more into, like, what exactly happened with Jabba's empire. But, like, I mean, we've kind of gotten... A little bit of an explanation of it. I, I'm all for it being a whole new group. So, well, imagine if Java's Empire was somehow being strong armed by Crimson Dawn and Kira from afar. Yeah. And now she's like, well, now, or, you know, Jabba was Jabba, but then Bib Fortuna kind of like sold out to Crimson Dawn. And that's mm. part of it. So, yeah, there's a lot they could do. Let us know your top five in the comments below. We'll have a good fun talk about them because it's Star Wars, and it's always fun to talk Star Wars unless you're on Twitter. Then it's not so much fun. Yeah, um, but anyway, this is episode 237 episodes of this show. Wow. Uh, Brock, just so you know, my name is James. And just so you know, my name is Dragon. Oh, I. <laughs> we all. His we name were, is Dragon. His name is Dragon, and he wore a wife beater and almost got into a fight with the bartender. But it was a good time. Good to you. <laughs> oh, inside jokes are the best. Yeah. Uh, good night, Pauline. Good night, everyone. Uh, anything else you want to say, Brock? This has been a lot of fun. Uh no. Uh, go. Go read High Republic. <laughs> just read, just read Light of the Jedi. That's it. Just that. Or Light of the Fort. No, Light of the Jedi. Just read it. Just read it. 
Top five Spox moments. Live long and prosper. And until <laughs> next time, I'm James. He's Brock. This has been so much fun. Um, you guys have been great in the chat. And Brock, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.